0: Hi, you're listening to new week number 96. This is a midweek update from New World Same Humans, a newsletter on trends, technology, and our shared future by me, David Matin. You can find the links, videos, and images in this installment in the email where this podcast is embedded, just scroll down, or on the web, see a link in the show notes. And if you're listening to this and you haven't yet subscribed, join 22,000 curious souls on a journey to build a better future. Go to www.NewWorldSameHumans.com to sign up. Hello from London. It's another packed instalment this week. What have we got in store? This week a firestorm broke out among artists when work created by an AI image generator won a mainstream art prize. Also, scientists say Greenland ice melt will cause global sea levels to rise much more than we previously thought. And we check back in on the crypto-mad president of El Salvador and his plans to build a Bitcoin city, which I wrote about last year. So let's get into it. Machine dreams. This week further dispatches from the ongoing collision between AI and human creativity. US citizen Jason Allen took first prize in the Colorado State Fair's fine art competition. The catch? His winning submission was created by the AI image generation tool MidJourney. The work won in the digital art category. Allen printed it on canvas before submitting it to the competition. And in the email or on the web, you can see a screen grab of the winning artwork. Allen says he credited his work as by... Jason Allen via Midjourney. Still, the win caused a storm on Twitter with many, including some artists, in this viral thread arguing that Allen had stolen his victory from a proper artist. Allen, meanwhile, says AI art is a legitimate medium. The skill, he argues, lies in the invention of prompts that generate compelling images. Explaining the genesis of the work, Alan said, I have been exploring a special prompt that I will be publishing at a later date. I've created hundreds of images using it. And after many weeks of fine-tuning and curating my generations, I chose my top three and had them printed on canvas. Here's the New World Same Humans take. The emergence and cultural impact of AI image generation tools is playing out at a speed that's hard to fathom. Many will struggle with the idea that machine-generated images can be art, but it's undeniable that interesting work is going on. Look for example at the work being created by AI artist Rivers Have Wings on Twitter, or this AI-generated audience-guided film, and of course in the email you can find links to both of those artists. Sure, these artists are not composing, not physically creating these works themselves. Then again, Damien Hirst didn't put his shark in its tank himself, but we still regard him as an artist. As Alan argues, much of the human creativity here lies in the iterative development of text prompts that give rise to interesting images. And now we're even seeing the emergence of prompt marketplaces where AI artists sell effective prompts. How to understand all this? Back in New Week number 92, I wrote briefly on massive language models such as GPT-3 as a radical new kind of search engine. The same idea applies here. We can think of Midjourney and other similar tools as tools that search our visual heritage and return to us new images that align with their findings. The skill then does lie in sending these AIs down fruitful paths. All this is so new. We're still at the outset of any attempt to understand the interface between human creativity and AI. But the broader question that this journey will raise – how should we relate to this new form of intelligence emerging around us – is one that we'll face only more acutely as the decade wears on. Oceans Apart A study published this week suggests global sea levels may be about to rise by far more than we thought – Published in the journal Nature Climate Change, the paper argues that 3.3% of Greenland's total ice volume is set to melt by the end of the century, causing a global sea level rise of 10.6 inches, that's 27 centimetres. What's more, this melting and associated sea level rise is now inevitable. It will still occur, even if we halt the emission of all greenhouse gases today. Researchers studied satellite images of Greenland from between 2000 and 2019 to forecast future melt, and the sea level rise predicted in the paper is over twice that previously predicted as a result of Greenland ice melt. Dr William Colgan from the National Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland said this, The minimum of 27 centimetres is the sea level rise deficit that we have accrued to date and it's going to get paid out no matter what we do going forward. Whether it's coming in 100 years or 150 years, it's coming. And the sea level rise we are committed to is growing at present because of the climate trajectory we're on. Even a one-foot rise in global sea levels will have serious consequences for many coastal settlements around the world, including on both US coasts. The UN says some 90% of global megacities are vulnerable to rising sea levels. Here's my take. Remember according to this paper, 27 centimeters is the minimum coming sea level rise we'll see across this century. The authors of this new paper say the actual rise could be double that or more. The consequences will be severe for coastal communities and low-lying countries. All this taps into two emerging New World Same Humans obsessions. First, floods as a mega force that will do much to shape the 21st century. That means both their destructive power and our attempts to avoid or ameliorate it. Second the rise of floating cities in response to that reality. Back in New Week number 80, I wrote about the UN's plans to build multiple such cities around the world in partnership with the superstar Danish architect, Bjarke Ingels. Flood, drought, heat waves, wildfire. In 2022, we've seen historic examples of each. See the human catastrophe unspooling in Pakistan right now, or the record drought in China. They are manifestations of a derangement of the natural world that is starting to feel much more real than it did even five years ago. Buckle up, things are only going to get wilder. Back to Earth. This week, one glimpse of the human price being extracted by the current crypto winter. Way back in November, I wrote about the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, and his plans to build a Bitcoin city at the base of the Conchagua volcano. The city, said Bukele, would be tax-free for residents. It would fund itself by drawing on thermal energy from the volcano to fuel the mining of new Bitcoin. What could possibly go wrong? Well, since November, the price of Bitcoin has tanked, It's fallen from a high of 67,000 US dollars in that month to around $20,000 today. Bukele reportedly spent 100 million US dollars on Bitcoin that are now worth 48 million dollars. Meanwhile, his decision to force citizens to accept Bitcoin as legal tender looks rash at best. And this week his government has announced that the forthcoming Bitcoin bond that they were supposed to issue, it was intended to help raise money to fund the creation of Bitcoin City, has been delayed due to security concerns. If it is ever launched, it will be the world's first government bond backed by Bitcoin. Here's the New World Same Humans take. Bitcoin and the crypto boom turned out to be unstable foundations on which to build a national economic strategy. Who would have thought it? Jokes aside, though, Bukele's cryptomania has done serious damage. El Salvador's debt has been downrated to junk status by every major credit ratings agency, making it harder for the country to borrow money. Apparently, the government is running out of cash. And the collapse of Bukele's Bitcoin City plans is a reminder of the current crypto winter. But I'm here to issue an associated contrary reminder. Don't allow your awareness of that winter and of the kind of mania that Bukele is a symbol of to stray into a belief that what happened last year was all hype and nothing more. Yes, the frenzy around NFTs and the insane rise and fall of obscure cryptocurrencies had all the characteristics of a bubble. But the underlying technologies are powerful because they unlock new ways to serve fundamental human needs, value, community, status and more. Bitcoin City may never rise at the base of the Conchigua volcano, but crypto and other Web3 technologies will be back. Also this week, Stanford engineers built the world's first totally autonomous restaurant in San Francisco. Mesli serves Mediterranean-themed dishes conceived by a Michelin star chef. Customers punch in their order at a touchscreen and Mesli say over 60,000 menu variations are possible and the chosen ingredients are mixed heated and served in a bowl that customers collect from a hatch. You can see the end-to-end process in a Mesley video on YouTube and catch the link to that video in the email. A fifth effort to pass a global agreement on protection of Earth's oceans has failed. Talks on the UN High Seas Treaty, which aims to protect sea life and regulate exploitation of ocean minerals, have been going on in New York for the last two weeks, but negotiators say they've been unable to agree terms. A startup has developed AI technology that can erase the accents of people who are not native English speakers. Sanas was founded by three Stanford graduates and offers. Accent translation aimed at call centre workers in India, the Philippines and elsewhere. But critics say the technology helps embed racial and cultural bias and aims to make workers sound white. The world's biggest offshore wind farm is now operational in UK waters. Hornsea 2 which lies 55 miles off the British coast, can generate enough electricity to power 1.3 million homes. Cruise giant Royal Caribbean says it will partner with satellite internet provider Starlink to offer broadband internet on all its cruises. The company says a test of the service received tremendous positive feedback. The French government says it is using AI to locate undeclared swimming pools in the gardens of residential properties. In France, ownership of a swimming pool is relevant in the calculation of property taxes. The system, in use since October, has already located over 20,000 undeclared pools. The Japanese government says it will finally change laws that require business to save data on floppy disks. Around 1,900 government procedures currently demand that businesses use the disks. Japan's Digital Minister says he is declaring war on the outdated devices, asking, where does one even buy a floppy disk these days? That's a very good question. Finally, NASA says it will attempt another Artemis One moon rocket launch on Saturday. The rocket will carry an uncrewed capsule on a 37-day mission to orbit the moon and come back to Earth. The Artemis programme seeks to establish a permanent base on the moon by the end of the decade. Humans of Earth. Here's some key metrics to help you keep track of Project Human. The global population stands at 7.971 billion. Earth's Currently Needed stands at 1.787. The global population vaccinated against COVID stands at 62.2%. The 2022 progress bar stands at 67%. And on this day, the 2nd of September 1666, the Great Fire of London starts in a bakery on Pudding Lane. The fire burns for three days, destroying much of the city. Ways of seeing. Thanks for listening this week. The rise of AI image generators is seeing human creativity collide with computing power in a new way. It's yet another case of new world same humans. This newsletter will keep watching and keep working to make sense of what it all means for our shared future. And there's one thing you can do to help, and that's share. So now you've reached the end of this week's instalment, why not forward the email to someone else who'd enjoy it or share it across one of your social networks with a note on why you found it valuable. Remember, the larger and more diverse the New World Saint Humans community becomes, the better for all of us. And all you have to do is navigate back to the email and hit the red share button. I'll be back next week. Until then, be well.